Welcome to another episode of The Cubic Report. Today, October 1st, 2023, we are at the Feast of Tabernacles here in Cincinnati, Ohio, with a group of eight young people aged 11 through 27. We just had some pizza and started talking about a subject that involves just about everyone who owns a phone, computer, or tablet. What we wanted to talk about today was the subject of social media. Every single one of us is involved in social media, whether we know it, like it, or not. We've already had a lot of discussions among several people about how they use various apps, various forms of, of social media. I know myself, I'm Victor Kubik. I have been very involved with Facebook and I'm on Twitter. I have websites that I do and I just really enjoy communication. It's not an end in itself, but it's a way that you communicate in a way that you relate to the outside world. So I have around the table a number of our youth that are attending the Feast of Tabernacles here in Cincinnati, Ohio, to be able to talk about social media and how they use it. We'll talk to these people one by one. Our first person with his comments is Winston Snyder. Hello, I'm Winston Snyder from Indianapolis, Indiana. I am 27 years old and I use social media for the purposes of advocating or spreading the word, particularly about us in relation to my school or things I am passionate about. The apps that I have been using as of late, starting from 2009, have been Facebook, and then I have proceeded on now to Snapchat. And uh, with my uh, use of social media, I make sure I verify and look at what I am sharing, because not only do I, when I share something, I'm not only passionate about it, but I'm also endorsing it and when I advocate for it. So usually as of late, I've been sharing things from the Lilly School of Philanthropy and then uh, LifeNet's organization when it happens when uh, we're talking about humanitarian causes around the world. And I want individuals to be aware of that. So I do my best to make sure people not only like it, love it, but share it themselves. So that then thusly spreads to other people's understanding and their world. Okay. so. You actually use it to uh, endorse and to compliment and to bring out other people's achievements. Yes. Yeah, I might mention that one of the things that uh, uh, has been a, a difficulty with social media has been that people just talk about themselves and they talk about all the stuff that they do and all the places that, that, that they've been to. And well, one way to kind of balance that out is to talk about what other people are doing in places they've gone to and give compliments. Okay, let's have Jeremiah speak. My name is Jeremiah Roque. I am from the Fort Wayne congregation in Indiana. I am 17 years old and this is uh, my first time being here. I use Instagram a lot, uh, mostly just to communicate with friends, look at what most of them are doing and uh, sports. I don't really like uh, posting or sharing stuff related about my life and uh, it's mostly it. I use apps like Instagram, nothing, nothing else. Uh, my name is Jackson Matthews. Uh, I'm from Marion, Ohio, and I am 14 years old. And uh, I use apps such as TikTok and YouTube mainly for communication and watching videos and keeping up with what's going on out in the world without using uh, actual news stations. And Do you talk about things that you do that you share with people? or uh, I typically like to keep my personal life like with only sharing with people that I'm really close with and mm -hmm. uh, people that I know in real life. Okay. Do you use Facebook? I do not. Okay. So what kind of things do you use to get news? What kind of news? Uh, I use trusted resources from uh, things that take articles and actual news um, 
like stories and uh, just repost them for people who don't watch CBS and uh, BBC and stuff like mm -hmm. that. What what do you post those things on? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Uh huh. So how is that a sh is that a share? Yeah. Uh, onto your channel. Yes. So you have a YouTube channel, and you see stories that you like, and you share them on your YouTube channel. Yes. Uh huh. Great. So, uh, what sources are you sharing? Could you maybe share what you're sharing? <laughs> um, uh, sports on oh. and uh, from Sports Center and uh, bigger stories that like on Fox News and mm -hmm. um, things like that that people would. Yeah. Do you give your commentary on it too, or do you just post them? I sometimes give my com commentary on uh -huh. yeah things that I think I should. Uh, yeah, I love reposting things on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, not as many people see it, but then people yeah. who want to see it really notice it and uh, yeah. comment and you have things going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, well, great, Jackson. That, that's great. Yeah. Let's hear from your sister. My name is uh, Jillian Matthews. I'm 12 years old and I don't use too much um, social media, but I use YouTube for pretty much entertainment. I don't post anything, and that's pretty much it for me. So you use it just to look at stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I have a YouTube channel. When I'm bored, I just post, like, drawing videos. That's really mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I do like to draw. <laughs> so do you have interaction with people that you post things to that say, hey, that's hey, that's really cool? Um, not really, because I leave comments off just oh. for, like, so it's safe. I don't share personal stuff i i just post a drawing video every once in a while when i'm bored uh -huh. so you like to draw yeah yeah my granddaughter likes to draw as well and she used to she even had a website that she posted some of her drawings on so thank you very much for your comments jillian what do you draw um i draw people and actors and celebrities my name is seth aguilar uh lorenzana i'm from uh hisperia california I um I like to use a uh, I have multiple apps actually I have I use Instagram, YouTube yeah just just those two I use Instagram to talk to my family members notably my uncle Joshua and my um and my friends from school and then just to watch what's going on like on Instagram like what my friends are doing or what's going on I don't I don't usually post a lot on I don't even have anything posted on Instagram I just talk to people on there and um, not just regular people, just my friends and my family. And, and then I use um, YouTube to, to, to just watch what's going on in the world, um, to entertain myself, to um, notably learn more about what's going on in different countries like Mexico or um, South America or Central America history. And that's mainly it. Okay, this is fascinating that you use it as a news source. A couple of people here have commented that they use it as a news source. What type of news are you looking for from um, South America? What, what interests you most? Um, just to see what's going on because um, I have a lot of family in those areas. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very hard to see what's going on, especially because you. I ask my teachers and mainly like the only thing I hear about when I say, oh, do you know what's going on in Mexico is, oh, um, the huge uh, oh drug cartels and stuff like that. And it, it very worries me for mm -hmm. what's going on in my family because I have a lot of family in a place called Guanajuato. And um, that's currently actually the most dangerous city in Mexico as as what it's going on. Uh -huh. And is it close to the border? It's not close. It's oh. near Mexico City. And oh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just I, I try to look what's going on and just so I can know like oh when is it 
when is it like safe to go back over there even though that's not in like my control to know when mm -hmm. can i go back over there and yeah that's mainly it okay well i think this is very interesting because the news from mexico is usually the border you know? <laughs> yeah and, and that's, that's all you hear i mean that immigrants and illegals crossing and you hear about drugs but you know the other news pretty much gets tamped down because yeah. because it's uh not fun to listen to yeah so uh, what type of things are you interested in? What's happening in society in Mexico? In society in Mexico? <clears throat> well, mainly it's culture and because um, I like to cook mm -hmm. and I mainly try to like when I try to cook, when I do cook to uh, know like more authentic because I, I'm very, I, I like to, because I have a lot of family that, that came, immigrated from Mexico to the California, but I'm not very like we don't I don't really see them because I'm the my family is the only one of my family and the people my relatives in the high desert which is Hesperia so I usually have to go either like wait whenever like millennia whenever I go see my family down the hill or whenever or I have to go on YouTube or ask my dad because my dad is a uh, is from Mexico he was born in Guanajuato and that's and I also just try to get back into my culture because I don't speak Spanish, but I really wish I did. And so I just listen to videos because my dad once told me that to learn a language, don't just go on to like the grammar and everything. You have to listen because how you learned English is you listen to me and your mother. Mm -hmm. So that's what I try to do. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. So do you know any Spanish? Certainly. Uh, un poquito. So what family do you still have? Um, mainly my dad's part of the family because most of my mom's part of the family from actually, yeah, it's mainly my mom's part of the family because my mom's part of the family. I don't really know. I know a lot of them, but I don't know like my mom's, her, her grand, her, my great grandma's uh, sisters or like anything else. Like the only thing I know is that my great grandmother moved when she was young with nine kids and she just started her family here. I don't know anything. Like, I don't, we don't even know who's in Mexico anymore. Like, we don't know what's going on. But it's just mainly my family's in Mexico. Like, that could be people from my mom's side in Mexico. We just don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been very interesting to be able to get your uh, view of how you use social media to maybe get the news behind the news. Uh, my name is Connor Dunkel. Uh, I am, uh, I was, uh, I'm, well, I am from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Amelia, which is like, well, subdivision of that area. I've, I've grown up in the church. Uh, I use social media for mainly just communication because all my friends that go to that area, sometimes I guess we just get bored and text each other or people from camp uh, that uh, you don't get to communicate with very often. But I also do YouTube. I mean, I don't have a channel, but uh, I do watch it for entertainment purposes when I get bored. But like, it's not just like mindless television for all of those older folks who know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's like like history stuff, learning about where I came from, how like the nation really started. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know as much about my family as I'd like to, so I sometimes try to use social media for that like uh on my on my grandfather's side i did a little bit of research into on online you know i'm just very impressed by by you connor and by others here who have talked about how 
they use social media to investigate things, to ask questions uh, about what's going on instead of just basically talking about themselves or showing off. I'm really, I'm really impressed uh, by that. So thank you very much for your comments. Anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, I mean, most of the reasons that you don't really, we don't really talk about ourselves is, or well, I don't, I don't talk about myself because most, most of the time, nobody's going to listen. You never know. <laughs> like a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you never know, but most of the world's not going to really care about some, some kid from Ohio, but like, uh, uh, heard in a YouTube video the other day that most of the world's population doesn't even know you exist or, or never knew you existed. So I don't talk about myself because I know not a lot of people are going to listen. But then again, it's those people online who just decided to speak about themselves and I guess got rich doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing about people thinking that, uh, what are people going to think about me? You know what they're going to think about you? Probably not much because you know why? Because they're thinking about themselves. <laughs> and, exactly. and that's one of the problems with social media is that people try to inflate what they do and people who, who react to that react either with envy, jealousy, you know, somebody shows off that they have some big thing or a big vacation or whatever and, and they, they just envy the fact that they have those things or, or they don't pay attention to it, they just scroll by them. But anyway, it's very good, very, very good to hear that. I'm Reese Crone from Indianapolis. Do you use social media of any kind? Um, not too much in mm. the traditional social media sense. My general use of it is mainly through uh, Snapchat and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I don't really even use YouTube as a social media. It's more of a, an educational TV channel for me. Mm -hmm. That's usually what I use that for. But Snapchat is really good for me personally because it allows me to kind of keep up with some of the people that I haven't I don't see on a day-to-day -day basis. Reese, tell us about Snapchat. I still don't get it. You know, how do you use Snapchat? Because I know that it's short videos, but they go away. They still do? Yeah, so there's there's a couple settings that you can adjust in there to enable the amount of time for things to stick around, whether it be photos or videos, and you have an option to save them in your chats. Mm. Though the the primary draw of Snapchat for me is the the availability of anything to send pictures or videos and all in one thing without having to use a separate you know camera on your phone or mm -hmm. anything else to really just compound it and to really still be able to have good in depth conversations without it just being a giant self personal blogging station. Do you have a group that you're with, or how does that work? I mean, do you just have a, an account that anybody can look at a public account? Yeah, so what Snapchat does is that you have your your username and that username generally has whatever username you choose and an additional set of numbers that people can look up to kind of add you as friends or to message you. And so they can use that unique identity code, we'll call it that, uh, to really just get a hold of you specifically to differentiate you. You know, for example, if there was another Reese Crone, you know, to differentiate us, we have a different set of numbers on Snapchat is how you would tell us apart. Mm-hmm. And so that's primarily the, the way they keep things apart. But you can, you can message people individually like you would on your normal phone messaging, or you can have group chats and still be able to interact with all these people in the same way with whether it be texting them normally or sending videos or pictures or anything like that. Have you been involved in any way with chatting with people or going back and forth on things? 
Yeah, uh, I am currently involved in a couple just conversations with several church members that I know across uh, the eastern United States and western United States that, like I said, I don't see on a regular basis. So being that they have Snapchat and I also have Snapchat, it allows me to be able to keep up with them mm-hmm. and uh, while well, not necessarily messaging them if they don't have service because Snapchat uses Wi-Fi as opposed to cellular data, mm-hmm. which is really nice in a lot of places because it's especially out in the middle of nowhere, it's a lot easier to get Wi-Fi signal sometimes than it is data. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I'm also in a group chat with my former ABC classmates. Uh-huh. And so it's it makes it really nice being that a couple of them are for a, from abroad and the rest of them dispersed out through the you know United States. makes it very easy to keep up with a lot of them. Well, one thing I found out with, uh, with ABC when I started a cl- class a couple of years that I taught ABC, I was surprised that they all knew each other already <laughs> before classes even started. I mean, they knew a little bit about each other because they were in contact with them through social media of one kind or another. Yeah, and that's the the really nice thing about our church specifically is that we have our camps and everything, or you know, youth camps, and a lot of people will meet each other there. And some people will even go to multiple camps. And so mm-hmm. you have that intermingling. And a lot of the times, a lot of people will know them, even if you know one person's from California, the other one's from Maine. It's surprising how sometimes how people, especially in the church, will just, oh, I know that person, even though I've never lived near them in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So, and being that social media exists in the, the fashion that it does, it, it does help enable that. That is one of the, the positives that I've mm-hmm. seen. Do you feel that you can persuade people about something and that you can be persuasive in things that you are talking about? It, it honestly depends mm-hmm. on what you're trying to persuade them of. Mm-hmm. Some things that are just more based in fact or rooted in fact are easier to, to prove in a simple texting conversation or simple mm-hmm. messaging conversation um, or some an argument or a, a discussion about something that's happening right in front of you with Snapchat specifically where you can take photos or videos of it and be like, oh, this is how it is because mm-hmm. I have this evidence. It's, it's a lot harder to convince people of more Mm-hmm. up there things more broad diverse subjects because like with any conversation you you need to have evidence to to persuade mm-hmm. most people you know if it is a, a hard thing to have when you can't see it in front of you now when you have the communication with the people that you're talking to that's seen by the group right if it's in a group chat yeah uh-huh. do you find that most people behave themselves are there sometimes people that uh, misbehave in a, in a couple sense, every so often people will send pictures to the wrong chat or to the group chat, and they'll have to go back and apologize briefly, like, "Hey, sorry, that okay. wasn't <laughs> that wasn't intended for this." <laughs> My apologies, and so, I mean, for the most part, it, people are pretty pretty cordial. Like in a conversation, there's there's a general baseline level of etiquette mm-hmm. involved in such things. Okay, well, let's hear from Ryan. I'm Ryan Crone. I'm from Batesville, Indiana, and I'm actually not on that many social media websites. I usually just text uh, friends that I like to keep in touch with from like feasts or camp or something. Um, If I need to get a hold of somebody um, for somebody like for something like at work, I mean, usually just text people. Email is another good one to do that for. But I'm more into just basic communication. I'm not really into posting things or making comments or posting pictures or the like. if I want to send something like that, I can generally do it effectively over text or email. Mm-hmm. Okay, any other comments? 
No. Just that I think uh, social media is a great tool for communication. You just have to be wise about it because there's mm -hmm. a lot of toxicity out there. Mm -hmm. um, if you get too wrapped up in the culture, and I think something you said earlier that, you know, if you use it as a means to an end, it can be good. But if you focus on social media as an end, that can mm -hmm. possibly be problematic. So one thing about social media is that there are so many sources and so many different kinds of social media that I get a message from somebody and if I don't respond to it pretty soon, I don't know where in the world I got it. You know, I mean, somebody wrote to me from England here a couple of days ago and it was a very meaningful message or something I want to answer, but I couldn't find where she had written that from. I, I, fi I finally found that she used she used a, kind of an obscure uh, source. You, you have to pretty much be really on top of it. Uh, hello, I'm Wesley Shelton. I'm from Batavia, Ohio. I use the internet for my work. I work on mods and I map with several different communities. I have met several different people in several different regions, and I have learned that you don't really have to be wary of online, you need to be more wary of the people. There are people on there who can harm you and have intent, but there are also good people that you can find on there. How, how can people harm you? Uh, DDoS attacks, swatting. A number of things. Mm -hmm. I've almost been, uh, I've almost had my IP leaked several times. I have been almost swatted. Just what does what what does swatted mean? Uh, well, basically, they call the U.S. government and say that you're doing something that you're not, and they proceed to literally bring the SWAT team on you. Oh. And there are just people who proceed to lie about it. Mm -hmm. I, I interviewed the chief of police for Union Township. Uh, this was on Friday, and I posted it this morning. I told him I would be having this discussion here because one of the issues that he deals with with the police here in Union, in Union Township, this is Miami Township, but this is the next township down, is social media and the problems uh, with it, uh, having to do with threatening, harassing calls for threatening people on social media uh, in, in different ways. So it's kind of interesting what you have to say about swatting. What's the other thing, too, that you mentioned? DDoS attacks. What's that? Basically IP leaks, and then they proceed to bring a bunch of hackers on you, take down your systems, and put viruses on your computer. Is that right? Yep. This is for young people? Yeah, and old people. It really doesn't matter. As long as there is someone to have intent, and deal harm, they will. Mm -hmm. How can you protect yourself from this? Uh, let's see, the VPNs, but a lot of people can crack those. You can use different types of software to just mm -hmm. prevent it. Mm -hmm. And try your best to tread cautiously on the internet mm -hmm. and stay away from those types of groups. Because those groups are out there and it's very easy to find them. Well, how can you identify them, most Wesley? For starters, they're usually in toxic groups, and you are able to tell easily because of the pure fact that a lot of them get angry easily. And I don't know, I've met some people who, you know, threaten to DDoS you, threaten to SWAT you, just because of a, a little argument, right? And a lot of people don't like being proved wrong. I recommend you stay away from those people.
if you cannot accept the fact that you're wrong or you're personally wrong and you can't move past an argument without threatening someone, I would recommend you stay away from that person. Okay, well, a good point of advice might be to just stay away from people you don't really know. They're more interested in finding you than you are in exploring and finding new relationships. Okay, let's go back to Winston. We started here. Uh, Winston, uh, give us some more impressions. Having listened to everyone speak here, uh, I am also a Snapchat user, as I stated previously. And when it comes to the Sabbath or high holy days, I make it, a lot of my friends on my personal Snapchat are aware of my religious beliefs, but they're not a total understanding. And so when it comes to the Sabbath or high holy days, I always like to share scriptures that are pertaining to what the message of that day means for us and ultimately for other sometimes groups as well. And I always try to make it an informing and understanding uh, perception. So particularly starting with Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that may give grace to those who hear it. And we want to, I always try to be advocating in a positive manner for individuals in a way that they may not have an understanding, but still do my best and not in a condescending way, but in a constructing manner, building up one another to have a full floor understanding of what I'm talking about on Snapchat, which is primarily going to photography or in relation to a Sabbath or high holy day. Okay. Uh, one of the things that brought out in the sermon today was about complimenting people. Yes. Uh, all of us like to be complimented. Do you like to be complimented? I do, but I always make sure to return the favor Okay. in that regard is when someone is nice enough to come up to you and say something of encouragement. Uh, I feel like in the regard, uh, an example of Barnabas, that we have to encourage one another. And so that goes back to caring. And as it was all, uh, said in the sermon today, that talk is excellent and good, but really action in that is pivotal in mm -hmm. making the example and trying to convey to someone that you care about what they're trying to do or uh, what their intentions are and that you highlight it and make it known by just acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important for us to compliment people to be the ones proactive. Uh, for example, if there's somebody who's maybe not a cool person who doesn't do big things, but they post something because they want to kind of get into the into the game inclusivity they want to be included right. to, to compliment them on whatever it is that they're talking about you may not you may want to go with the popular ones so they get four or five hundred likes you know on, on the stuff that they have but go to those people that are, are maybe less people liking them those are the people to go to to make them feel feel included facebook is a is a way that you can react to people with a like, with a love, with a little squirrely face, with, with anger even, you know. Affirmation. A a affirmation. So people need to be affirmed that I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm valuable as a person. And that's one way to use it as a service. Just quoting scriptures probably won't get you that far. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll have you pegged pretty quick. But a person who's really decent and caring is a person that a person will go to and you can carry on a conversation later on. So anyway. Go ahead. Jeremiah? From uh, internet or there is like there's there's good science and then there's bad science, but um I usually like to stay on the good side. It's usually like a little bit more religious and uh I like to keep keep things like good but avoid a revolent that uh, battle for it would lead people to move more and more ungodliness. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
a lot of people on these apps do usually do that. They usually like to talk their talk their head off, I guess, uh-huh. um, not knowing what they're saying or how can it affect someone else. I'd say like this goes this can connect with James uh, one nineteen. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Mm-hmm. So I guess like just know what you're saying and how it can affect someone else mm-hmm. on the on the internet. Well, one thing too that people have found to be effective is if there's some social cause or some even have to do with pets and caring, and you can be a person who could be a tool for social change. So let's go back to recent Ryan. Uh, I think after hearing everyone speak I uh, and reading over some scriptures, I think that Ephesians 4.25 uh, saying, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, uh, really spoke out the most to me. Um, and is showing that, I mean, everyone is just another person on social media. It, no one is anything different than one another, but... Um, everyone on there you can say anything you want but it'll just show who, who you are and how different you are when it comes to being online or comes to uh actual real life and uh are all just people and you know you would want to treat people the same way you do in real life as you do online and vice versa um i think the scripture that sounded uh the best was um be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Because um, you want to make sure to be kind to everyone and make sure to remind people of that. Just like online, you need to make sure to be kind to everyone because that could really affect someone, whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing about social media is that when we are in person like this, we tend to be more polite because if I started talking rough with anybody, you know, it's just not nice to do that. But on social media, people don't see you. You can be kind of a keyboard warrior and uh, say irresponsible things because nobody is right right there. So that's that's very good, Julian. Thank you very much. I'd like to say that Second Timothy two through sixteen. But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. In, in social media, there is a lot of ways that you could get into arguments with people that hey so you say you meet them online or even friends that live far away like like it's very easy to just like like you said keyboard warriors where they they don't have to suffer from like from having to talk to that person face to face and can say whatever they want to that one person Mm -hmm. like they can just say the most horrid and most disgusting things that 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 they can say but they won't say it in in like um face to face and uh i think hanging around those people will eventually lead you into being more like that from what second Timothy 2 through 16 says that that like the more you babble the more like you straight uh like babble like not a not a not like just random words but like hurtful words and curses at people that you'll stray more and more away from god and Mm -hmm. ungodliness yeah it'll lead you in the wrong direction yeah Okay, thank you very much. Connor? I would like to quote uh, uh, Psalm 141.3. Uh, it says, Set a guard, o-, o Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I think that's very important online because I've been learning it since I was five or six. 
because of technology class, but I mean, if you say things on the internet, they even if you delete them, they stay there. And if you get angry or you're careless with that, that could have serious repercussions. Because I mean, some people have gone to jail over uh, things that have been said over line, like bomb, online, like like uh, like bomb threats and uh, like uh, school shooting threats. I've heard happen online and I mean obviously no one just wakes up I mean sometimes people just wake up and decide they want to put something harsh online no one goes out exactly with that intent but some some people do but my whole thing is you got to watch what you say because mm-hmm. I mean if you if you don't it could possibly come come back on you on a bat in a bad way you mean I could hire you know a lot of employers that are hiring they check your social media. They, they see not only what you post, but the mentality that you have if you're a serious person. Very good points, Connor. I really like the point that the uh, people who spoke before me have made, especially of how people can use social media to kind of tear people down, really to just something that you would never even be able to produce if you were standing right in front of the person and can see their reaction. And that, that reminded me of uh, one of the scriptures you have on there and then another one that I ended up remembering. The one I have on here is uh, Proverbs twelve eighteen, where it says, there's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And that in itself is quite profound because it's, it's two edges or two sides of a coin because on one side you have someone who's just can just break down and tear you to shreds without even knowing what you look like or who you are, or what your life is. And then on the flip side, you could also use social media in, this, in a completely opposite regard where you're healing people you know helping them encouraging them edifying them to go back to briefly to the people breaking things down it reminded me of the 52nd psalm where it says uh, you who practice deceit your tongue plots destruction it is like a sharpened razor and to where it's almost like with a sharpened razor sometimes you cut yourself accidentally when you're mm-hmm. there because it's so sharp and that the likewise applies to harmful words on social media is because you're just you're basically throwing knives at these people, just hoping one of them lands and there's no good that comes out of it. It's Mm -hmm. only for destruction. I think we're here to try to edify and build each other up rather than tear each other down. And um, a lot of times that's hard to keep in mind, especially when we're in like the heat of an argument thing, which is why I wanted to point out Proverbs 15, one, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And I think sometimes even in person, we kind of, forget that we lose ourselves a little bit but um realistically if we want to build and edify each other even if we're dealing with difficult people it's best always to conduct ourselves in a proper manner and likewise stir up knowledge and curiosity and um kind of prompting people to take a second look at maybe you know how they view things or what goes on in their lives rather than trying to force them to change their opinions or mm-hmm. just yelling at them because we don't agree or be a good force of influence persuasion yes. okay wesley do you have a passage that you'd like to yeah. share with us i believe that matthew 12 verse 34 uh kind of applies to this you brood of vipers how can you speak good when you are evil for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks Online, people can easily be toothpaste. They will never be the same person that you need online that they are in real life. Online, for most people, is like a, per- a persona. 
instead of how they should act in real life. You will never meet someone who is being hateful, who will say it to your face, cannot control their temper. I find that very interesting. Any final words from anybody here? Any other final comments? As a lot of people, I imagine, can attest to, I think the, the overall purpose that we can draw from this is that social media is very bittersweet in its overall existence. There's a lot of harm and bad that can be done from it, but there's also a lot of good that can come from it as well, a lot of good productive things, a lot of edification. And so I think the important thing for us as Christians to examine is, are we capable of using social media in a godly manner? because it can be used in many ways. It's not the social media, it's the person using it. I was just going to mention that you can only control yourself. You can't control other people. So it's best to just try to be the example there, um, even when other people aren't doing so necessarily. Just be edifying, shine God's light, just conduct yourself in a proper Winston, any final words from you? I just want to say I'm really impressed with everyone here who uses social media for the benefit of education. When we talked about YouTube, YouTube can be used as a use, sometimes useless ongoing streaming. But there was a lot of most of everybody here that said they use it for their own uh, efforts in educating themselves, whether it's something interesting or they're in a moment of boredom. They'd rather do something that finds uh, their distraction more useful. Uh, I also was impressed with everyone who talked about social media as a benefit. Every when the sermon we heard today, we heard that we have to be having a social awareness about ourselves when we talk and care about brethren. And everyone here exemplified that very well in saying that we have to have discretion and mindfulness when we talk, post, or engage with people on social media. And that makes a whole difference of how we conduct ourselves. Because a lot of people, as it said, uh, have uh, un controllable uh they feel they can post whatever and there's no repercussions the truth of it is that there are and that we have to be mindful and everyone here at this, such a young age is a, totally aware of that and i'm just really impressed by that okay well thank you very much i appreciate every single comment that was made here by the group we talked for about an hour here and i have a lot of things recorded i think we can make a good 40 45 minute podcast out of this so i appreciate uh, the depth of your answers and appreciate the commentary on the scriptures and also on the practical aspects of social media. Thank you for listening to us today on The Cubic Report. We welcome you to share this podcast and tell your friends about it. We can be found on a variety of platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, and many other platforms. You can easily find us at any browser address box by typing in the words, The Cubic Report, and there we are. Remember, Cubic is spelled K-U-B-I-K. So we'd love to hear from you. Write to us at vcubic at gmail.com. That's V-K-U-B-I-K at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. Come back soon for more.